Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Goff, looking deep. Wants it all. Jamison Williams looking for the ball. Got it! Touchdown! We are back, baby. We are back, and we have never been back this good. <laughs> I don't know how to uh, introduce this one. I mean, we're just on top of the world right now. The Lions moved to 5-1 and one with a dominant 20-6 to six victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. It was like a home game for Detroit with all those fans there traveling. Uh, we're going to get into everything about this game, what that means to the Lions going forward here. Uh, some other things happened good for the Lions, too, throughout the rest of the league. Uh, and we're, we're, oh man, we a lot to talk about. But before I do, uh, I'm Big Z. And then our other Blue Kool-Aid crew member that is here is UJ. Hello, Lions fans. All right. So, UJ, um, the Lions get off. I mean, just everything about this game. I think the best way to phrase this game is it was a great team victory. A lot of guys stood out, but really, like, it, it felt like one thing didn't happen without the, like, like for instance, the, the play of the game, in my opinion, and I, I think you might may agree with me, is the Craig Reynolds block <laughs> uh, to free up oh, Monron as touchdown. Uh, he, especially in the terrible. broadcast view, he just comes completely out of the screen and just blows up. Yeah. I forgot who he uh, blew up on the block, but... I mean, just knocked him out and actually knocked out the guy behind him a little bit to allow Monroe to walk into the end zone. Yeah, um, that was a critical thing, and that that did give us that uh, touchdown lead. But uh, just in the overall picture, the way our execution is pretty incredible in, in this. And I, I was I was noticing certain plays that they ran. Like it was a tough defense we went up oh, against, yeah. you know, and. Uh, and there was a couple plays where they were struggling to get yards, and I, and I they do that quick out screen, you know, out to the flanker, you know, out, and it, it looked like the the Bucks were going to be all over it, but our execution on these plays was just remarkable, and, and our blocking was everywhere it had to be. We wound up getting a ten yard gain out of that one, that particular mm-hmm. play, but our receivers are downfield blocking, our tight ends, everyone is just getting in the game, you know, no one's standing around watching. They they are all participating. And uh, it's helping on these big plays, and especially on that Amon Ra play. My God, and that wasn't the only. There was a couple blocks in that play that sprung him, but uh, I can't remember who the other one was. But uh, fantastic play! Wow. Yeah, all around, <laughs> and the and the Lions throw it forty four times in this game, as opposed to twenty two rushes for only forty yards. But Derek Goff, I thought had, I I don't know. It seemed like to me kind of his best game of the year. He was pinpoint on everything in this game, and including yes. like some drops by. Uh, some players, but no picks. Uh, 353 yards, two touchdowns, one Oman Ra, and one 
to Jameson Williams, baby. When JMO <laughs> when JMO caught that ball, I went ecstatic. Uh, I that oh was, man, that was the first time I kind of got up and ran around the house all season. Um, but <laughs> my God, uh, I mean, well, that's what we got him. For. Just, I mean, how pumped were you to see JMO <laughs> catch that ball? I mean, he he, was, he hasn't caught like the routine pass, but he catches this one with a guy no. draped like one arm over him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he just missed that one. Uh, wasn't it a few plays previous? I think where, I mean, it wasn't an easy no, catch, it, but it was at his feet. Should, yeah, but he could have caught it, right. hit his hands. Right. I mean, but yeah, and then then he does that, and like, oh my god! And he he didn't make it easy either. Too, he had, he turned around twice, like two different directions. First, he looked one way, then he turned around the other way, right, and still held onto that ball with the defender all over him. Wow, that was great. Oh <laughs> man, and and if if you get JMO going in this offense. I mean, the rest of the league has got to watch out. I mean, it is that I'm trying to find I have so many words and positive thoughts in my head, I'm trying to categorize them all right now. Um, and we got a couple line sends in there. Charlie says, let's go. Reynolds was his roar of the week. And Grace says, go Lions. Um, thanks for listening and watching you guys. But um, you, you, Jay, I, I just like I love we say it every week. You remember when we've been doing this podcast week to week, UJ, and it was like, oh, here's another loss. The defense gave 40 points. Yep. <laughs> it seemed like we're going through the route, this, the routine every week for years. And he, even including yep, the beginning years. of the Campbell, uh, even the beginning of last year, uh, really. Uh, but our offense was improving. But, it, but yeah. now we're going through like the same thing, but in the opposite. Like we're winning all these games in kind of a routine fashion. I, I'm not used to it in a great way. That's what I my know. face. <laughs> We've watched good teams over the years, and they weren't the Lions because uh, the Lions have never really been that good in a, in my lifetime. I and mean, we had a few years here and there where they had hope, but uh, this is different, man. This is just different. They're they're doing what good teams are supposed to do and they're efficient and everyone's on the same page. Uh, it's really so much fun to watch and they keep cut talking about complimentary football and there, no one's doing it better than the lions right now. I mean, special teams, that punter on Tampa is a awesome. Yeah. He's a beast among yeah, punters. Game. Yeah. He punted that one down to the two yard. I remember Khalif Raymond takes it out to like the 18 or something yeah. like that. A nice little run back to keep him out of a hole. Uh, little stuff like that. I mean, it's all complimentary, and uh, this defense is just so much fun to watch. Good lord! Well, I'm glad Jack Fox uh, got one too near the end of, to the two yard line. You know, he's like, he "Hey, did. hey, hey, wait! I can do that too, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. As a fan, it's so different watching this team because they're just doing everything right. I mean, they're playing now. This is a tougher opponent than the last couple. Mm -hmm. And they they were efficient against it, and and to me the the key is Goff, man. Goff is just playing otherworldly right now. He's playing so well, and and this and the, like you said, Z, he's playing smart. I mean, sometimes the play's not there, so he's just getting rid of the ball. He's not doing something stupid or trying to force one in somewhere where it's not. And he's just being real smart. Took a couple sacks, didn't hurt us, you know. He just he's not going to give the ball up. He's not making those mistakes. I mean, every analyst out there say says that um, he looks better now than he ever did at any point in Saint and uh, and when he was with the Rams uh, in L.A. and that was with like the great Sean McVay and stuff like that. Right. Um, I mean, right. producer Kid J, really quick, you you watch the Rams. Um, 
and congrats on your win today. But uh, producer Good Jay, I mean, what do you think about Goff now versus his time um, with the Rams? You would you agree that he looks immeasurably better? I and mean, this is a guy that went to Super Bowl too. He uh, he um he looks um he looks incredible. He um uh, Goff, I think is just, I think he just gets he's set up for success way way more than um uh, than he was in probably um uh, in in Los Angeles and uh, I think uh, I think Ben Johnson is really using him in a great way and like he's you know he still has like some issue with pressure but the Lions the offensive line is so good that he doesn't have to deal with pressure a whole lot and I think that he's just being uh, being put in a position to win way better than he was in LA definitely definitely and I think that's a great thing that you mentioned that I mean the offensive line UJ continues to be excellent it and the offensive line and to a somewhat a credit to Bob Quinn before us, it's hard to give him credit, you know, for everything else that went down. But the one thing he right. did do was focus on offensive line, and he did draft some of the building blocks that we're still using today. So, uh, and th- and that is the the identity of this team started with building the offensive line, uh, and then it extends to the defensive line with a guy like Hutch. That and uh, I mean I've been saying this since we started the pod. Always start. And I know you agree, UJ, too. Like, it starts inside the closest point to the ball, and then you work your way out, yes. not the other way around. Absolutely. Like some other teams in this league try to do sometimes. All the good teams are that way, though. I mean, the Eagles, you can see it. The Niners, same way. They're yeah. trenches, trenches, trenches. Build up, build out from there. And we've done that, and it's paying off right now in a big way. Definitely. Well, I mean, two reasons, too. Like, first first of all, it's just you're the closest to the ball. You're going to affect the game the most. Um and then second, like, especially offensive line, like the most valuable asset in the league is a quarterback. So if you're not investing in the thing that protects that asset, then it doesn't make a lot of, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. But you, you, Jay, doing a great job of it. Uh, point out, point out a couple guys to me that you want to talk about uh, from this game. Okay. Well, golf is the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Oh, Brown. Good to have him back. I mean, he he's he, <laughs> if he's not all pro this year or something i mean good lord he's playing so great what what a what a guy to lean on he, he's just so clutch man he, and golf threatens a few into him but he, he's catching everything that comes to him every time he needed a big play he was there Fantastic. he's just so smart i mean uh, he he finds the the soft spot in the zone in the, in the zone uh, constantly or against man he, he just has the extra half step against him that allows Goff to find the angle to get it to him. Uh, right. I, I, he's amazing. And I would agree with you. If he's not first team all pro by the end of the season, if, assuming he continues at the rate that he's been going, uh, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys that stood out. I, I thought our, our, uh, our defense played, we didn't, our defense line really didn't get to Mayfield a lot as far as sacks, but we did put a lot of pressure on him and he took some hits. He definitely took some hits, and uh, he was feeling it there. So uh, it affected his game. Uh, game could have been a little different, like we were talking earlier, uh, if he had hit a couple of those long passes or the guys were wide open. But uh, fortunately, he did not. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the I mean, it, the run game starts at defense line, uh, protecting right. or defending against the run. It starts at defense line. It, it, the defense line does their job. It frees the linebackers to do their job. And again, we shut down the run. 16 rushes for 46 yes. yards. Now, Tampa Bay's not a very good run. 
offense. They they haven't been since Tom Brady was even there, really, besides like a good playoff run. But um, 16 carries for 46 yards, pretty much irrelevant run run stats for this Tampa Bay offense. Uh, and then Baker Mayfield, 206 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, and that... That pick yeah. set the tone early too, UJ. The defense set the tone early in this game. Sure did. Uh, it sure and did. Thank God for Isaiah Bugs' arm and length and his ability to get a <laughs> hand on the ball because yeah. Baker Mayfield was thrown to Mike Evans over the middle, and Mike Evans had nobody within twenty yards of him. I don't think, but I think Will Harris was the guy responsible for him. Uh, at least it's hard to tell from the the view. We won't know until like you see all twenty-two, <laughs> but he seemed to leave him or not go with him. And because he didn't go with him, he was able to catch the tip ball. <laughs> it, it worked <laughs> out in Lions' favor. I would consider that one a little more lucky, uh, but I mean, obviously a great play by bugs, maybe, but, uh, yeah, but this defense, the way they swarm to the ball and the way they attack the run is just fun to watch. These guys are just flying. They're playing fast. Yeah. They're and they're. I mean, I think Anzalone is, is the engine on that team, and but him and Hutch really. But um, Anzalone's all over that field making plays. Yeah, nine in tackles, sideline to sideline. I'm telling you, you know, he, he he had a rough start here in Detroit, and a lot of people wanted to get rid of him. But man, am I glad we hung on to him? I think he's just playing really high level ball right now. But kind of going back to the theme, UJ is I, I th- part of the reason he had a rough start. I I, I, I mean, there was some slight. Uh, formation things and and reads that they've grown over time with uh in this defense especially like his past defense but as far as the run defense we had some his tenure here did not start with a great interior defensive line and that has heavily improved since his time here and for anybody yes. that's played the linebacker position or i mean these interior line maybe they don't stuff the stat sheet but they are supposed to take up those offensive lineman not let him get to the second level to free up that linebacker to run and attack the play and use that athletic, athletic right. ability that they've been given if that offensive lineman is getting to the second level against a linebacker no linebacker in the league is going to be able to beat off the lineman that's 350 or or 330 or how, however big they are um so i i just i want to note that and, and as to why i think <clears> he's improved because he's allowed th- that has allowed him to you know show his true talents well, okay, but on that same same yeah. thought process, think back to when he started and everyone wanted to get rid of him. Well, didn't we realize then that his line was no good? And yes. were we not giving him a chance because he didn't have a good line in front of him and we just wanted to get rid of him because we thought he sucked? No, I mean, they stuck with him. They knew what they had with the guy, you know. And and, uh, and when we did Im- improve our D-line, then he improved too. Wow, magic. And I think that's a great it's just – theme and uh i think the rest of the league is going to really look at the lions and see like they went through their struggles but they stuck with a lot of the core coaching staff and they stuck with a lot and the philosophy and some of these core players like an anzalone or um a Derek barnes you know for instance and and in a way this is uh how the packers have been so successful over the years they they have um kept they keep a lot of their draftees in building uh, they don't. They're not like the big splashy free agent type franchise. I'm. I'm not trying to give the Packers credit here, but I mean they do have a history of success. Uh, but they they try to homegrown their talent a little more, and uh, like 
a lot of people were ready to like say really maybe Barnes might not make the roster and stuff, but this coaching staff could get a chance. They saw the potential. They believe in their process, uh, like from the scouting process even. Um, and that and th- but that that that's just one player. But I mean, it's the whole roster. UJ. I mean, you got a guy like Craig Reynolds who had a phenomenal right. game today. He looks way better than he did last year. He looks a lot. Yes. He look. I, I don't know. I would like to. I. I I don't know if did he lose weight or something, UJ. He just looks more agile to me. Yeah, doesn't he though? He, I was thinking the same yeah, thing okay. too. He looks sharper, looks a little quicker. He absolutely does. Looks a little because I don't remember him like yeah. having this type of like, you know, horizontal agility to his game that we've seen here. Like th- this is ability to, to kind of do a jump cut and accelerate like he has this year. I feel like right. He had to lose a little bit of weight or something because whatever he did this offseason, it's really working. It's really showing uh, because. And he was like an afterthought with you know the big names of Gibbs and Montgomery. Uh, I mean, he's he stepped up today in a in a big way. Oh yeah, another thing about this team too is uh, this team uh, more than I've seen in any recent time is is it's a truly next guy up thing. But we're not like if one guy goes down, oh my god, this this is gonna kill us. You know, it it doesn't matter. The next guy comes in. Look at Jonah Jackson's on they they. Awasaki, how do you say that guy's name? Uh, well, he filled in. They left Big, Big V out of the game for some reason, who's supposedly ready to oh, play. Oh, Zigbo? I, I, oh, you know, the running back? Uh, no, uh, no, the left guard. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, was Sika. I can't yeah, remember I, I, how you pronounce his name. Yeah, I'll, let me try to look up his pronunciation. <laughs> but uh, I just think uh, Big V has played himself out of a job or I wouldn't say he played himself out of a job, but someone played himself into that right guard mm. job, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Can you find it? Not on, not on a quick search. <laughs> well, I, I mean, at first I was looking who was on the line. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Coyote. <clears throat> I saw number 74 Osika. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Osika, Second yeah. season out of Buffalo, 24 years old. So, Yeah. I mean, who saw that one coming, right? <laughs> and but he played the whole game and apparently did okay. Yeah, you know. So it doesn't matter. It's the next. It guy definitely up. does not, especially in this team with all the injuries we've been dealing with lately. Um, yeah, but the the scheme is still extremely sound. Jared Goff, I I I think it, that changes a little bit if Goff is hurt. UJ, so let's let's just say our prayers every week. That <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to deny healthy. that. <laughs> Um, because he's just playing out of his mind right now, uh, and I think that height helps. Like you can see the difference between him and Baker in this game, especially like on that tip pass. Goff doesn't get. Yeah, I mean, Goff sometimes he, he, it just happens a lot less when you're six six. It's going to happen a lot less. I continue to be amazed by how Goff throws the ball too. The the ball looks so weird out of his arm. You know, it's like if it, the ball's like backwards and then it comes forwards really quick in this kind of out of looping. I don't know how to describe it. It is so funny. Yeah, he does have a. It looks like when he throws he, it, it's going to be the super wobbly pass, and it's a really like straight as an arrow spiral. <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, last year, especially in the beginning of last year, he used to throw a lot of wobblers, but now it seems like he he's tightening that spiral up a lot. Mm-hmm. He's throwing a lot sharper passes, and I don't know if that's coaching or just stuff he's been working on. I really don't know what it is. You're kind of right about his throwing motion. It's a little on the loopy side, kind of. Um, he doesn't throw like, you know, Marino guy right up by his ear and it's fires it off. It's got a little loopiness to it, Mm -hmm. but as long as he's got a little time out there to throw, 
man, he's he's just putting him on the money right yeah, now. His arm strength's underrated he's, though. It, it, it's un- definitely underrated. Uh, he zips him in there wherever yeah. he wants it uh, to. I mean, but he doesn't have quite the arm strength of a Stafford per se, but it, it it's no. it's up there with the best in the league, really. Uh, so. I feel like he gets dog for a little bit, but I, I, this is like the Jared Jared Goff like reclamation season. In some ways, like I, we we all believed in what we saw last year, but people are finally seeing what now that the Lions are going to be in like in the playoff contention and stuff like that. Um, but another guy I want to mention and Josh Reynolds, he broke his streak of catches that resulted in a first down or touchdown. <laughs> it was a nine yard catch. Yeah. Damn, he just could fall one more yard forward. Josh Reynolds, I, right. I just love uh, what he. I mean, he steps up when we need him to. Uh, he's yeah, absolutely. He remains to be super shifty. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what he's averaging, but uh, that guy's so fun to watch. He just glides. I mean, he, he's averaging. It's, it's amazing the way he moves. It's like eighteen yards a catch, or maybe even higher. It, it's ridiculous uh, how hey, efficient he is as a wide receiver. I think we lost Zach here. Um, oh no! I knew we lost something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, we were talking about Talk, Josh. Reynolds. Yeah, talking about Josh Reynolds and how. Um, uh, yeah. How, yeah. How, how, what an unsung hero this year for the Lions, uh, Josh Reynolds. Uh, the guy is so smooth. He's like silk out there, man. He moves in and out of <laughs> of his cuts, and he just seems to be gliding all over the field, and just he's just so smooth finding those openings. So yeah, he's, he's been an unsung hero this whole season. Yeah. And I think like he's, I mean, he's definitely getting better since the, since he got picked up uh, from the Rams last year. And uh, I think like, his route running has really improved and he's been just been a very really reliable, um, like third down, uh, third down um, uh, receiver for them, even more so than uh, Amon Ra. I think it's been 20, I believe it's yeah. 24 catches now, or it was until now with his nine yard catch that, uh, but I'll tell you what, it's like Goff is mind melded with these guys. Uh, he's finding Reynolds when he needs him. Reynolds is like, he just glides around the field, which I was talking about when you were off. But um, uh, his his mind meld with Amon Ra is just unreal. And you saw a little chink in the armor today when he, he's been like that with mm-hmm. Laporta too. And, and there was one play where Laporta held up instead of going outside. Goff thought he was going outside. Nearly threw a pick. Uh, right, right, right. It. But, but that's... You don't see that a lot, though, because they're on the same page. It seems like 99% of the time. It, it's remarkable, actually, how they achieve this, you know. These guys are finding the soft spots in the defense, and, and Goff's taking full advantage of it. It's pretty incredible, actually. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of that's on coaching, but a lot of it's on the, on the guys just coming together, I guess. I, you know, I'd, I'd like, like to see what goes on in the background, how they achieve this sort of. Uh, like mind you know right to do what they're doing but it's pretty pretty amazing absolutely i I couldn't agree more and i think a lot of that too has to do with ben johnson and how he's leading this offensive group uh as well uj i mean we we sing his praises every week and well there's a reason we're doing it (laughs) uh do you think ben johnson (laughs) be a uh office coordinator again for the lions next year i don't think so (laughs) because well I truly hope so, but boy, 
I just hope they're training, uh, grooming someone to take. I would his think place so because he's going to be the hottest guy no out doubt there. About it. No Especially doubt about the, it. Like when you see a lot of these teams around the league struggling on the offensive side of the ball, and then to see what the Lions are doing with a guy that a lot of people thought you know Jared Goff was done for in this league. Um, but it's different to right. lead a team than to coach right. a, an offense, a, a coordinate a unit uh, on a team. So. It'll be interesting, but uh, I mean, he's definitely going to get his shot. I mean, the the way he's operating this offense is just another level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, and let me bring up a quick point of just about today's game. Uh, <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan, te- uh, coaching the uh, Niners. Um, well, they ran into some troubles today. Uh, they lost McCaffrey during the game. They lost Samuel, uh, who's their receiver. I don't know that Samuel yet. Yeah. Uh, and they really, really struggled. He he, he couldn't seem to find no. any answer to it. They did a little bit at the end of the game, but uh, here we are losing guys left and right. Our running backs, best running backs, and uh, you know losing receivers here and then and, and Johnson is still finding a way right. to dice up defenses. So, you know, Hey, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and, and I mean, on that note, I mean, the 49ers lose, they had a chance to kick a field goal and win 40 yards. They missed it. Kicker from Michigan, Jake Moody. Um, so maybe it's a good thing we didn't draft him oh, after yeah. all. I don't know if Bob and Connor have an opinion on that, um, but they're, not on here to say, <laughs> and then um, the Eagles turn the ball over four times against the Jets and lose. Uh, and now the Lions are tied for the lead in the NFC with the five and one record with the Eagles and the 49ers. Uh, and then, I mean, there's no undefeated teams left. The Chiefs and uh, the Dolphins are the other yeah. two five and one teams, and those are both in the AFC. So, UJ, the Lions are tied for the best record in the NFL for the first six weeks of the season. (laughs) And honestly, they should have won the game that they lost uh, against the Seahawks. (laughs) It was an overtime, an overtime game where they didn't even get the ball. Um, But in a way, UJ, that game was needed because, I mean, ever since that game, they have looked like a completely different team on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. We needed that uh, humbling yeah. game, you know, because we were coming off a hot uh, run last season and then beat the Chiefs right out of the gate. And, uh, yeah, it, it was probably a good thing for the team to lose that game overall because we've been great since then. I'm telling you, it, hey, it's fun for the fans, too. The fans are just digging the hell out of this team. It's it's not that it's we're a good team. We're mm-hmm. a fun team. We're interesting. We're, we're dynamic. I mean, we're colorful. I mean, and these fans are coming. People say these are uh, 
bandwagon fans coming out, but you know, yeah. I don't think so. They, a lot of the Lions fans have just been laying dor- dormant for so many years. <laughs> They've had nothing to cheer for, but this team is different, man. But look at that Green Bay game. What, 30-some thousand Lions fans here? Today at Tampa, in the last 10 minutes of the game, you can hear on the television the fans chanting, oh, yeah. let's go Lions. Even like 30 hear, minutes after the, the game, there's still like, I would say, 30 or 40% of the stadium full of Lions fans uh, just cheering, having a great time. And I would agree with you. Yeah. I think there are some bandwagon ones for sure, whether they watch Hard Knocks or just like the team and whatnot. But and we welcome sure. them. We welcome them. We've talked about that in the podcast. But um, absolutely. Like you said, UJ, absolutely. the Lions fans have not had a reason to go like travel and watch their team play because they're zero and eight, they're two and six, they're one. Like you know, whatever it may be, the the yep. <laughs> there's there's there was like the hope was not there, uh, and definitely not the hype that we saw coming in this season. And the fact that this team has not only lived up to the hype, but exceeded it, is just, like, remarkable. How many times do you get, like, people hyped up about a team, and then they don't live up to it? It, it, it feels like it's 95% of the time. All the time. It's been happening <laughs> to me for 60-some years. So. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. This is I'm, I'm enjoying the yeah, hell out of this. Throwing it to right the defensive now. side of the ball uh, for a moment. I mean, this this. We give up six points when we're talking about the offense a lot. Um, you know, there was some breakdowns. Yeah. Baker Mayfield did miss some open guys, but that also, I mean, the Mike Evans one was a huge breakdown. Luckily, it was tipped. The other two, Jacobs got burned bad deep. Um, I forgot who who uh, who got burned on that last one there that Baker missed. I I, I couldn't see who it was. I think it was. Uh... For some reason, I wanted to say Kirby right. Joseph, but I... Uh, either way, I so there's a few of those opportunities. Anymore. But, I mean, at the same time, the Lions are forcing Baker Mayfield to make the perfect throw deep down the field, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, and Baker is actually typically, like, you know, he, he's up and down at the at the medium uh, throws and the quick throws, but his specialty is known for the deep ball. and It was not good in this game. And... uh the Lions clearly took advantage of that. But again, like the defense playing so well that the the Buccaneers had to and B- Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield had to throw the perfect pass and they did. And that's the NFL. That's a game of inches. Right. <laughs> and here and here's another thing that uh we used to get beat on a lot, especially a couple memorable games by the Packers, but uh where a team is still in a game, but the opponent will just run so much clock off at the end of the game. So we're up by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Tampa's not out of this game yet. And we get the ball and we do yeah. an eight minute drive or something. <laughs> I mean, we just killed all that clock. And uh, I think I can't remember. Was that a field goal at the end of that drive? But uh, it, we just kept them off the field, kept their offense off the field right. for like eight, eight or nine minutes. And when they got the ball back, I think there was what four minutes left or something like that. And we had a two touchdown lead at that point. So, wow, what a great drive. I mean, just incredible. And and that used to happen to us. There was one that I bring that up because there was a game against the Packers when that, remember that coon, that uh, fullback yeah, yeah. they had? And uh, there was eight minutes to go in the game, and we were within a score, and they literally just ran the clock oh, out yeah. for eight minutes. And we lost that was in Detroit, lost I believe. Game. And it, was it? Oh. No, I think that was in Green Bay, but in my recollection, but. Uh, we kind of did that today in that fourth quarter when we just controlled that clock and kept their offense off the field for eight minutes. That was, that was pretty neat. 
Yeah, eleven play, forty yard, seven minute drive, uh, from the ten thirty seven mark down to the three fifty five uh, mark. We did not score on it actually, though. You do. It yeah. The forty two yard punt from Fox that went to the two yard line. So we flipped the field, took a ton of time off the clock. Oh yeah. Um, that's the job, Well, it's it's like when a, when it when a batter's up, right, and uh, he makes the pitcher throw like sixteen pitches before he gets him out. You know, and you say, "Wow, that was a great at bat." You know, well, it's kind of that way on this. Drive. I love that analogy. That was a That's a great analogy. You so much time. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm working my on my analogies. Oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the, I mean, this this defense is playing extremely well right now. I mean, six points. Tampa Bay. The offense is it's up and down a little bit, but I mean. This is just another week where the Lions' defense has stepped up, uh, and another double-digit victory too. Like the Lions are not just winning these games like by a last-second field goal or something; they're dominating teams. UJ, they they've won the last games by 14, 18, yes. 14, 14. <laughs> they are they have turned on the Jets since the loss against Seattle, and I don't think they're looking they're not looking back either. Absolutely. I think they absolutely took something from that game, and on and they they've given up. 6 20 24 and 6 24 to the Panthers but a lot of that was kind of late game garbage time so i mean it was, it was the game was over by them but that's amazing uh another game where we scored 20 points as it was well. a streak we get though oh oh I and i thought bob that. was going to yeah. jinx it on our last podcast yeah. but clearly jinxes are a made up <laughs> thing i guess cuz see i told him not to say it and he did it and well we we just got it we got the exact amount but <laughs> hey uh patterson missed the field goal. that's because it was over 50 uh, yards i, I want to talk about it. well okay is it so so patterson's not a distance thing it's an accuracy thing from distance because that kick would have been good from yeah 60. he didn't boot it. it he he killed it and uh so they were saying it was because of his strength of his leg and uh that was not because of the strength of his leg. He just missed the kick. Well, I think they go hand in hand in uh, a way. He has to. I just had to bring that up harder, and by booting it harder, he's going to lose that accuracy. Yeah, I suppose. I just had to mention that though, since that's. Well, I mean, it's very about, obvious in the way the him. Lions like kind of attack fourth down in that area. Though they try to avoid that type of field goal when they can. Uh, it was it was th- uh, fourth and thirteen, so they and it didn't make sense to punt. So yeah. It was definitely a good uh, decision to kick it. He just missed it too. He didn't just like you didn't miss it by like a mile sure. or anything. Yeah, our producers just uh, put up there fifty-five point uh, yes, differential, fifth in the NFL um, victory. No, not bad at all. Not San Francisco's, bad. I think, up there they're like plus seven, ninety or something like they're plus ninety. Uh, I mean, they had a forty-point win against the Cowboys last week, so. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are too. Yeah. Because they had another 40 point win against the Giants. Um, but anyway, uh, I mean, I, I also wanted to, uh, I wanted to call out like the boomstick of the week, UJ, for Tracy Walker over the middle. <laughs> boomstick. Oh, Clean yeah. hit right in the chest, right, straight through, laying out yeah. a guy, uh, sending it. You know, just letting everybody know throughout the league, if you're going to throw over the middle, don't mess with me. These safeties, UJ, especially Tracy Walker, 
Oh, in the yeah. middle. I know we had our injury to CJ GJ, who's also a super yeah. aggressive, nasty safety. Um, that is carried over to yep. Tracy Walker. Uh, I'm glad Tracy Walker is playing this well at coming off of his injury, this Achilles injury. Um, because you never know how it's going to react uh, with an injury that serious. But right. whatever he did, it's it worked really well. And he, he's been a physical presence over the middle of the field for this defense. And the safeties as a whole, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Jacobs made an astounding yeah. play earlier in the game when uh, that, that flare-out pass to the side, and uh, he went through the, the, the guy who was trying to block him underneath him and... Yeah, and that's what he's best at. He's best against the run. He's plays like best and like those short type of passes. That's where he. he, That's where he really excels. Um, he, he, I think, had his best game uh, so far this season. He played well. I mean, our secondary as a whole is playing. It's not perfect, Mm -hmm. but they're playing aggressive and they're hitting very hard and. And that's what Campbell wanted. He wanted a physical presence out there. He wanted us to be a physical, violent team. And you know what? He's he's getting it. He's getting it from this team. And it starts with that D line and Hutch and and the commission, those guys that they're just they're mauling up there. It's really fun to watch. McNeil. Oh yeah. I mean Bugs. Julian Aquara got really playing hard up there. Jay, how about that? (laughs) Yeah. I I go, oh the He he did it down that pass first earlier, remember? And then I go, oh my God. Julian Aquara. I couldn't believe it. Romeo Aquara, we still haven't uh, seen too much out of this year, but um, no, not too much. No, we have not. But it's funny how he's bringing these guys in, you know, and and everyone's contributing, and that and that's Definitely. the mark of a good team. It, I mean, we we can look for criticisms of this team, and I'm sure we can find a few if we really want. But as a real fan, it's it's really hard to criticize this team too much right now because they're playing so together, and they're coached so well. Ah. Uh, what Campbell's done with this team is just absolutely remarkable. And like you said, Z, the, the rest of NFL is going to be looking to copy whatever they're doing. So <laughs> it'll be fun to watch over the next couple of years. You know, oh, teams absolutely. Try to emulate it. I think you see a lot maybe of longer-term contracts for coaches in the NFL uh, uh, and maybe longer leashes. Uh, uh, maybe we won't. I don't know. Maybe the Lions are just different. But Well, but look, they but they broke the mold too. and then. Usually the the standard way of doing things is hire a GM, let the GM pick yeah. his coach, all that fair. stuff. They, That's very fair. They didn't do any of that stuff. They, you know, Campbell and Holmes are hired. They did together. it in house too. They didn't rely uh, on these like they fu- Ernie Akosi people, like right. uh, outside counsel from the NFL to help. Uh, you know who you know who helped hire the Bears exactly. head coach right now and GM was these Ernie Akosi these, and you know who helped hire Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, the Ernie right. Akosi. How does this guy keep getting like paid to consult terribly in the NFL? I have no idea. Like, consult me. It's a good if question. Go, if you want, like, somebody that could potentially just give at the wor- at best wor- terrible advice. So, um, well, but I think I hate. To, I want to. I know I've mentioned this before. We all have, but uh, I think it started with the yes. the hiring of Chris Spielman. They they were getting good advice from the get go as far as who to hire and why to hire them and what to do. And they wanted a collaborative effort, not just some boss out there telling people what to do. And, uh, and it's unique really. Uh, if you think about it around the Definitely. league, so whatever it's working. No, now, it's it's so. extremely unique. <laughs> um, 
it's a it's a great way to kind of i mean assuming it, it plays out like it's trending um it's a great way to just uh even like in a work environment or something like that how to team build and things of that nature from the top down and how that has a and how that uh, yeah. the top down effect has an effect on the like the bottom line <laughs> you got to have good leadership at the top that's where it always starts um and teams with bad owners yep. in the league um in any sport like look at the the a's they have a terrible ownership and they're not nearly competitive the a's and the like tampa bay rays they spend similar amounts of money and they have two different completely results because they have two way different ownerships and uh, but also like leadership within their organization from the top down but um right uh, i mean uj uh the other thing i want to mention too uh you know criticisms uh, <laughs> uh but will harris i don't think had a very good game in this one uh i think not having brian branch out there he, he 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 can do the job to a degree to get it done but uh having brian branch in there is definitely a step up from will harris i think that's noticeable uh when will harris is out there um but you know he, yeah. he he's he sticks around he's still a good special team or two uh and he can he does the job admirably for what he can can do. I'm trying to think of the right words to say. Like he's just right. a good depth piece. He's depth piece. I mean, when you get to these points of the roster, they just gotta be able to do the position at least at like seventy five percent seventy five percent of what the starter can do. I guess he's doing that. Yeah. And he, he's been a valuable depth piece. He's not a perfect player. And uh, no, he's he's nowhere in Brian Branch's league, but yeah, he's filled in admirably. He's made some plays here and there, big plays. Yeah, he messed up a few, but yeah, he's he's just a good depth piece. And uh, I think there's a reason they kept him around. Definitely. Uh, so. Another shout out to Aaron Glenn. Another great um, scheming by him. I know we've talked about Ben Johnson. We talk about Aaron Glenn enough too. Um, and, you know, I was listening to podcasts, too. There are two former GMs, Mike Sando. I forgot the other GM right now on the podcast. Um, but uh, it's a, there, it's an athletic podcast. And they were saying, like, in the middle of last year, the Lions are seriously like, considering other solutions. Like, when the defense is really bad, they're going to have 34 points a game. They're considering, like, some major overhauls. And I they, they didn't say who in the organization, like, was thinking that or what they were going to do with that major overhaul when you're giving up 34 points a game sounds like maybe let it go of Aaron Glenn or something of that nature um but they did not they stuck yeah. with it and it's obviously uh <clears throat> and and that goes kind of back to what we were saying like they they stuck with their process they they did not give up on their vision um and it, it's paying off that way and and that's another thing i think people will take away in this league but again we're we're five and one. It's still a long season, UJ. You know, especially a seventeen game now schedule in the season. We still got eleven True games that. to go. True that. Um, throughout the rest of the division, UJ, uh, the Vikings and Bears. I'm not sure if you had that on another TV or something when you were watching, but it was about yeah, as ugly as you could imagine. Two terrible teams playing. Uh, it was awful. Terrible. <laughs> Somebody had to win, and luckily They're it was bad the team I picked They're to win. Uh, the, the Vikings. So. Uh, because there's only one thing worse than watching the Vikings play right now, and it's the Bears uh, or the Panthers, I suppose. But um, the the Bears are a nightmare. And Justin Fields like dislocated his thumb and popped it back into place and tried to go out and play. Uh, 
that that was what one one report <laughs> said. Uh, either way, the division right now for the Lions is extremely favorable, five and one. Then the Green Bay had a bye this week; they're still at two and three. Uh, Minnesota two and four, and then the Bears one and five. UJ, I mean, right now the Lions have over the Packers essentially a three game lead over them because they do have the tiebreaker right now with the, with the win over them. So, but I'll say two and a half because the, the Vikings right. are in there, but either way, uh, it, it's set up very well with 11 games remaining in the season for them to win this division, but they should mm-hmm. not be just focusing on winning division. They, they should focus on this number one to seed, get that first round by get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Cause Ford f- field hosting a playoff game, uh, Oh, it, oh, oh, oh yeah. Hey, but Z, I got to I got to kind of correct you here though. He, they can't they can't think like that. The reason they're winning is because they're only thinking about the ah. one game. And that's why that's one of the reasons why they're winning. So, as a fan, yeah, we can think <laughs> about that. But <laughs> as a coach and them, no. All they're thinking about is the next opponent and that's it. That's it. So right now it's the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to have a good night tonight, rest well, and then it's be Baltimore tomorrow, baby. So that's all it's going to be. That's the only game there is. So I just had to, I don't know, I had to point that out, but uh, that's one of the reasons they're they're such a focused team right now. They're not thinking ahead. They're not regretting the past. They're They're just living in the moment right now. And I hope they can maintain that. Definitely. You know? And then, then look ahead line right now, UJ. What do you, what do you think the the spread on that game is? The Lions at Baltimore next week. It's a noon Central one o'clock kickoff. Uh, yeah. If if I were to guess, I would say, uh, I just by the way I've been seeing the spreads lately. I I think the Lions might be slightly mm-hmm. favored, maybe by They're a two and a half point like underdogs. That. UJ, two and a half point underdogs. So they get to play the underdog role this week for one underdog. Season. Yes, put oh, your yeah. money there, folks. So I love it. I mean, Easy the, money. the Ravens are, they have a hell of a defense. This is going to be another great Lions offense versus Ravens defense type matchup. Uh, that game wouldn't be flex. When did they flex this game? Do you, re- do you remember when they flexed this Tampa Bay game? Was it the day after? It was, I don't remember the exact day, but it was like, Early in the week, like Monday or something like that. Monday or Tuesday, I think, if I recall right. Yeah, so, but, I mean, I, I'm just wondering if there, if it could still be possibly flexed October 2nd. Yeah, they did the Monday, so we could find out tomorrow this game gets flexed possibly uh, to, a later, to the later time slot again. I don't know. Um, well, that'd be nice. The Lions love the spotlight, baby. Absolutely, they are great in these big these big spotlight games. Uh, It's so much fun too. Do you like the three? Do you like the noon or the three thirty kickoff better? Well, I've been so used (laughs) to the noon kickoff for the last you know like umpteen years. Uh, It was kind of like a regularly (laughs) scheduled program, but I'm kind of I'm kind of liking the uh, the spotlight games here. I really am. Thursday nights is kind of fun. I love Thursday. Uh, Actually, I enjoyed the three o'clock start there, three thirty. Uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I love the spotlight games. It's definitely. I don't know. No, I I I completely agree with you. I, I um, I do not miss the new. I I like when they they 
kind of move it around a little bit on us. Uh, it, it definitely breaks us up from our normal Lions watching routine of noon on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the Lions have an interesting stretch here. They're at Baltimore, then home on Monday night, Halloween weekend uh, against the Raiders, uh, who just had a walk-off safety for their win, the Raiders. Max Crosby, UJ, with the walk-off <laughs> safety. Uh, oh, that's my dream man. trade right there to get Max. They're Crosby. not going to do it. Ah, him and Hutch on the same oh team would God, be that'd be insane. so much fun. I mean, he, he's on a cheap contract for the production that he is. There's just no, and they're in playoff contention. Um, I would highly, highly doubt they would yeah, ever trade him. I know. Um, when is the NFL trade deadline? NFL trade deadline. I gotta look it up. Oh, it's October 31st. So. We have a couple more weeks. We got time. I mean, someone I think the Lions might target is a Patrick Sertan out of Denver, but that that'd be like going all in. Uh, he still got a few couple of years on his con- rookie contract. He's an All Pro cornerback. Um, that'd be a lot of yeah. fun. But I, I I don't see the Lions giving up like a first rounder. Although that that would have to be what you give up no. for it. I still think they're playing for the the long game here. I think they want a competitive oh, team yeah. for years here. I don't think they're going to sell out for one season. But UJ, win the Super Bowl. UJ, oh, as a I fan, mean, maybe this is where you're going. What? what? If <laughs> I mean, would you <laughs> want that Super Bowl asking. over like <laughs> the possibility of being bad the next three years because we sold out? No, but UJ, it's no. the Super Bowl. No. It's the Super Bowl. No. No. Yeah, no, I want to I want to get there organically, not sell my soul to win one year. I mean, look at the Rams. You know, they won that Super Bowl. That was awesome. And the next year, the hangover had to be unbelievable when the Rams are so bad the very next year. I mean, I don't want that. I want a competitive team for the next several years. I want a team that I can be proud of every year that's going to be competitive. And I think that's what they're trying to build here. And uh, yeah, it's a tough and we one, might not UJ, win the Super Bowl every year. Same time, we win only like five out of the next six. I don't know. The but... championship. <laughs> I do. I don't know what happened there. Uh, <laughs> something glitched out. Yeah, uh, we, I'm just enjoying the process. For a minute. I'm enjoying. It. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I am too, no doubt about it. I, I you know, it's just, it's, it is really hard because, like, we want to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> we want it more than anything in, in this lifetime. Sure, of course we do. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, UJ. Hey, well, I'm more on the downhill side than you are. You got a lot more years than me, but uh, left. But uh, I just, I'm enjoying the process. <laughs> definitely I'm, I'm i know i agree i mean we've all enjoyed this process and spread homes to go when we do we, win it it's gonna be division can you hear me uj yeah okay just making sure uh, um no i, I hear I, you I a little bit you, we're UJ. glitching we, out we, a little bit here though Streamyard, we're blaming Streamyard, by the way, for listening on podcast. Streamyard uh, is right now not lining up with us here. Uh, Producer KJ, are you getting the same thing here? Or... I haven't heard from you. 
I think I'm with you. Is it on both of our ends? Going in and out, be honest with you. Well, anyways, um, song and dance while you're uh, glitching out over there. <laughs> well, you, UJ, if you can hear me, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up anyways here, uh, especially since we have technical difficulties and we're at the point where I wanted to wrap it up. So, um, we are doing this okay. as a live stream on YouTube. That's at DTBK. That's or or at. Uh, drinking the blue kool-aid on youtube just type it in on there um subscribe uh so you can get alerted when we go live for anything whether it's this or you know any big news maybe a trade like for patrick Sertan or something like that but um and then uh instagram at drinking the blue kool-aid twitter at drinking twitter slash x at drinking the blue kool-aid uh or uh, sorry twitter slash x at drinking lions we couldn't get drinking blue kool-aid on there um and then gmail too uh drinking the blue kool-aid at gmail.com send us a message a question anything you want us to go over on the podcast or if you are interested in maybe joining as a guest picker like we've had the last couple weeks we cut that in-house since we're testing it out but we're gonna branch out for us the listeners um uh, let us know our voicemail you can send there you know it's like a voice message on your phone send it right to the email that's again drinking the blue kool-aid at gmail.com um thank you to our producer kid j kid j kid j kid j <laughs> not our best <laughs> kid j <laughs> that was oh, way man. off because of our glitch <laughs> that's all right that's all right um <laughs> Um, sidelinereport.com thank you for hosting the podcast other than that uh, UJ will be UJ listeners will be back uh, Stephen Mackey go Lions four time NFL champions yes they are <laughs> we're going to be one yeah, we're gonna be one time modern NFL champions modern NFL champions uh, this season in 2024 uh, we can't wait but thank you for listening thank you for hopping on the live stream Thank you to all our listeners, all our viewers, and everything like that. We appreciate you drinking a boot Kool-Aid, joining in on this 5-1 and one start oh, to the yeah. season. There's 11 games left to go in this regular season, yeah. and then we're off to the playoffs. I mean, ugh, we are so excited. There's a long way to go. Enjoy the ride, folks. Enjoy the ride. It's, a long, the ride. it's a long way to go, UJ, but we're going to enjoy this week for sure, no doubt about it. And then... We'll be back later oh, this yeah. week previewing week seven where the Lions travel to Baltimore. It's a tough one. That's all right. Woo. But thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go, Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go! 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.